The UPMC sports medicine experts in Central PA are here to help keep you in the game and improve your quality of life, no matter your age or activity level. Visit upmc.com slash centralpasportsmed to learn more. And we're back, folks, with yet another exciting week of the PA High School Football Report podcast. I'm Nebby Asai, here with my co-host and high school sports editor, Brian Linder. Brian, we had an amazing first week of PA High School Football here in Central Pennsylvania. I mean, talk to me about some of the things you saw. First and foremost, how are you doing? How are you feeling today, man? It's football season, man. We've been, you know, this is, I think, the only year-round podcast for high school football in Pennsylvania, maybe the country. I don't know, Nebby, but... We've been going year-round uh, since this time last year, and and we finally got this first week of football in, and um, it was really interesting, man. You guys, you know, I know you were out at one of the bigger games in the state, mm-hmm. you know, maybe all year, especially for the first half of the season with uh, McDevitt and Emotep, uh, you know, at um, at, Chamber, at the Chambersburg Peace Post Showcase, which turned out to be a really good day. We didn't get to see Harrisburg play. Right, unfortunately. That was a bummer. You know, Lightning mm-hmm. came in, and. They weren't able to play St. Vincent Pelosi uh, on Friday night, right? But otherwise, really, really great event. And um, you know, Nebby, you were at the big game, man. I was at the big game, Brian. First, before I even mention that, I just want to say before we got on the podcast here, I seen something about five minutes ago in a Bleacher Report saying Jimmy Garoppolo is probably the highest paid quarterback in the NFL now. The him and the Forty ers came back to a new deal, so backup back quarterback. High, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so, interesting. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. A, they're keeping Jimmy G around, my man, and uh, we're gonna talk yeah. about some NFL guys. But yeah, I distracted my fantasy teams today, Nebby. Yeah. <laughs> so I have a I have a great uh, fantasy team for 2019 in one of my leagues. Oh yeah. So I ended up with Saquon Barkley, man. I, you know, we'll talk about him in a minute too. But I've been trying to stay away from Saquon a little bit, man. He's been a little banged yeah. up, you know. Yeah, yeah, he's been banged up, but a healthy Saquon is a dog, I need, man. I need him to go back to what he was as that rookie year, man. We'll right, see. right. I don't think the Giants have enough pieces in, in place around him. But, look, let's get to the high schools first. Like I yeah. said, you were at a big, big game. Uh, McDevitt came in with all the firepower in the world. You know, mm-hmm. the Rico Scotts, mm-hmm. who's just blazing and, and, and can run and has Alabama and Georgia offered, you know, star junior receiver, uh, star sophomore quarterback. And um, Stone Saunders, he ended up throwing for 280 yards. But, you know – it, they really struggled. They only scored one touchdown on offense. Yeah. That uh, that MOTEP defense is the real deal, right? Yeah, and, and that's what I was about to segue into, Brian. You know, this game was probably the most talked about first week of high school football game I've ever witnessed, ever, here in Pennsylvania. And MOTEP secondary was just the show. I mean, you got Zaheer Mathis, who has about 15 offers from different Division One programs, SEC, Pac-12, Big Ten, you name it. You got that's Jasir. The, huh? That's the 6'6", 230-pound defensive man. Right. People don't know class 2025. Zaheer Mathis, you're going to be hearing a lot about that kid. Then you have a Michigan commit and his teammate, Samaj Bridgman, who plays linebacker and who can, who can also play at the edge as well. And then you have Jasir Whittington, who's a, a University of Pittsburgh commit, who we've had on this podcast, who played linebacker, but I believe now he's on the edge. And that's something you called out, Brian. <laughs> Nonetheless... He's- He's uh-huh. so big, you know, he's so big. He's going to end up playing defensive tackle because he's he's a little short right. for the position. He's like 6'1". doesn't matter because he still moves sort of like a linebacker, but right. he's so wide. He's probably going to end up playing on the in, 
on the inside college, but, you know, he can move up and down that line, I think, in, in high school because of his ability to move. And you mentioned Samaj Bridgman, man. He came off the end, mm-hmm. you know, on one of these, on a blitz, mm-hmm. and lit Stone Saunders up. Lit him up, man. That's one of the things, you know, he's 6'2", about 230, Nebby. And, uh, you know, he's really, I think, you know, he's always been a productive linebacker since his freshman season. But um, he's really showed me on film a, a nice little flash as a pass rusher. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he can get to the quarterback, and he's so thick and strong and explosive. You know, he does it forcefully. So, I mean, that's he. You know, that's something that's exciting there. And you talk. You mentioned the secondary in the back end there with Ramirez Stewart, Naim Dantzler, right? The young corner. I mm-hmm. thought really locked some guys up in coverage for them, um, and uh, made some good plays. And, there was one play there, Nebby, where McDevitt had a chance to really get back into this game in the second half where, you know, people kind of debate whether Rico Scott dropped that pass or not in the end zone. But I think Ramirez Stewart recovered and got back there and did did a pretty good job. of. I think he might have got a finger on that ball. Yeah, um, it, it was a clean play, Brian, especially from the press box. And luckily, I caught it on my phone. And our colleague, Eric Epler, and I kept looking back at it. But it, it was a close call right there. But, you know, Ramirez made a very clean play on the ball. And, and shout out to Rico Scott. You know, he, he's a dog. He gets open every single time. And to have to cover a guy like him at receiver is definitely a difficult task. Unfortunately, he dropped about two big ones in that game there. But his, his teammate, Tyshawn Russell, picked up a lot of his slack. And, I mean, if you want to talk about some of the offensive weapons that McDevitt had. I think my favorite for this game was Tyshawn Russell, who finished with what eight receptions, Brian, and he had a a, a bunch of receiving 155 yards. Yard. Yeah, and there was one play he went up like a slant route up the middle and caught the ball over Ramirez Stewart and another uh, DB from Emotep, and he was just balling. Sincere Bowers was balling a little bit too. Uh, Keith couldn't really get up the gut as much as he wanted to because, you know, Emotep's secondary was just so brutal, blitzing each and every single time. When I say Keith, I'm talking about Marquise Williams, a Minnesota commit. But this game was was primarily won by Emotep's defense, like you said. I mean, uh, Jair Rollinson had a few big plays in the game, too. Uh, it was a fumble. It was marked as a fumble, but it looked like he just stripped Jabri Wallace-Coleman from uh, Emotep and ran it back 80 yards for a touchdown. He did that two times. One got called back. The second one, he actually scored. Um, but Jabri Wallace Coleman, not to mention two for Emotep, was just amazing, Brian, in this game, too. So, I mean, it was it was a, the most hyped game. I saw a former McDevitt standout, uh, Jamal Poteet, out there. Harrisburg coach Cal Everett was out there in the stands. A lot of people from the city were there watching, and it was an interesting one. You mentioned Jerry Rollison. He's a, he's a corner for McDevitt who – you know, he's a little bit under the radar. He's, he's not the biggest guy, but he can cover mm-hmm. um, and has really made some some good ways, I think, through the summer here. And he's going to be an interesting guy to watch. But uh, Jabri Wallace-Coleman, who had an 80-yard touchdown run in this one for Emotep. Mm-hmm. I think you get, you know, Emotep has got the, the, the guys on defense. I think he gives them a real game-changing type weapon because uh, he's only a sophomore, mm-hmm. I believe, and um, he's a 2025 kid. He's six foot, two hundred something pound, uh, kind of a big running back, right? Mm-hmm. And um, he can take it to the house as he showed in this game. Because again, McDevitt has speed, and uh, you know he's a Georgia commit. Georgia does it. We were texting during the game. I told you Georgia has a history of not messing up with their running backs, from the DeAndre Swifts to you know Zamar Whites mm-hmm. to you know they just they they bring in guys and um, 
you know, all the way back to Todd Gurley, Nick Chubb, you know, you can go on and on and on. So he's a guy the next few years, he's going to be really interesting to watch here in state. And, um, you know, they had a, they, um, Zafir Stewart, they had an offensive tackle, mm-hmm. big tackle for them who since that game has really gained some steam in recruiting circles. I think he got his first offer came in from Penn state. Mm-hmm. He got like Boston college, maybe one or two others just since that game. So, <clears throat> it was a big game. <clears throat> Excuse me. Nebby, call from that. It was a big game. A lot of good players. Um, I think it was uh, it was an interesting matchup. Um, it, it showed McDevitt where they need to go, I think. Right. Uh, and, it, and, it, and I think, it, you know, look, I think um, Imhotep, you know, as scary as it might sound, could have played better too. Right, and, right. And uh, I still expect to see both of these teams – you know, we did it in that 4A title game and MOTEP in that 5A title game. You mentioned Tyshawn Russell. We had him ranked as a safety. He's got some offers, like, from Central Michigan and stuff. But he had an amazing catch in that game. Amazing catch. Really, ath- mm-hmm. really athletic kid. And um, he showed well at receiver. And a guy who keeps flashing through the scrimmage and um, through this early early game, he had a couple of nice plays. Is Nevin Hopkins. Mm-hmm. That's a guy that people should keep on their radar. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's a guy who missed about half of last season with injuries. Uh, but he had four picks through the first half. Might have led the area in, in interceptions had he not got injured. And he's looking explosive, I think, here in the early season. So, you know, there's a lot to take from that game. Absolutely. A lot of guys that we saw that, you know, at times it was rough. It was early. It was a, you know, that's what happens when you get two good teams in the opener. Right. Um, but, uh, but you know, it was a great month for Emotep. That defense looked look nasty definitely like you mentioned too brian i mean there could have been better play on both ends for both teams but this is sort of the benchmark right and you mentioned you and i talked pre-game before that game you know both teams have great players but a lot of guys get those jitters going into a game right nonetheless a name that i wrote down uh before i left uh, chambersburg stadium that night was kenneth wosley someone we talked about a few times on this podcast as well brian you had him ranked in our uh, our preseason rankings for defense. But Kenneth had a few pass breakups um, and, and made it tough for Stone Saunders, who was looking for Rico Scott majority of the time in this game. And he just he just looked like an elite, flashy defensive back, man. He, he really closed on the ball well. Yeah. I mean, you, you mentioned the secondary again, but Ramir Stewart, mm-hmm. Kenneth Wosley at corner, Naeem Dantzler had a really nice game. Um, you know, so Emma Tepp's loaded again. And uh, like I said, I think that these are two teams you'll you'll be talking about state championship time. I tell you another game. Mm-hmm. You know, you might be looking at some state championship type teams, and this one was a sloppy game. Mm-hmm. You get out a lot in high school football, the first one, but still high hangs on. Beats Bishop Canavan. Uh, you know that was that that came down to the wire, and and Canavan had them. They had them beat. Yeah, you know, they did. And, and we're right here in Harrisburg, and still had their hands on their hips. Uh, Canavan was down to the goal line. They fumble the snap on third down, jump up and spike it on fourth, game over. Steel High hangs on, and, and, you know, look, like I said, they had them beat, but you know what? They didn't win, so good for Steel High. And, you know, Jakai Noss is a guy who came out of this game. He had over 100 yards, and that had an interception in return for a touchdown. So, it was a good one for Steel High, a good, good chance to hang on, and I think having a guy like Jakai Noss step up and, um, and show he's going to be a factor and a big-time playmaker this season, too. 
uh, just makes him not much, much more dangerous. Yeah, you know, with Ja'Kai Nas, Brian, I think it's important to mention that he had all three of still high scores. He had a defensive touchdown, a pick six he ran back. He had a rushing touchdown and a receiving touchdown for those who didn't tune into the game. But like you mentioned, it was it was tough to watch. And um, my, our condolences go out to, you know, uh, athletic director and head coach Alex Irby, I mean, Andrew Irby, who lost his mother um, last week. And he, he mentioned to our colleague Dan that that was a tough game for him. But nonetheless... His team rallied through when he needed them the most, and they came out with the win. So, one and zero against. I mean, these are two of the top one eight teams in the state. Right. You're going to get some sloppy play sometimes in opening games, and particularly when you have two good teams, because you can't just you know mm-hmm. overpower team or whatever. So, it was still a good win. Um, you know, another one locally. I wanted to mention maybe Central Dolphin went to Central York. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we didn't know exactly what Central Dolphin was going to show this year. They got roughed up a little bit, and I think they're going to have to figure out some things. You know, up front, I thought Central York got the best of them. You don't usually see that mm-hmm. in Central Dolphin teams. Mm-hmm. Jules Goff, the reason I put this down is I want to tell people, Central York running back Jules Goff, he, he had over 160 yards in this game. He's got to watch. Um, so, you know, circle that name. And locally, Nebby, that, that's really the big mentions, I think, you know, for this week. Yeah, definitely. Um. I, one game I went to that was local was CD East and Reading. I got assigned that game, and just similarly to Harrisburg, that game did get canceled, but it got halted in the third at the end of the third quarter. But um, East ended up coming up with the win. They they won thirty one to twelve. Um, Reading was looking good though. Reading had the first score in the game. Then East uh, sophomore running back Nehemiah Ewell just powered through and showed some showed some grit there. And uh, Ruben Rodriguez for Reading, who's actually a very good basketball player as well. Uh, scored a touchdown in the game, was looking pretty solid. Uh, their quarterback, um, Amir Burdeen, was, was played exceptionally well, had 145 passing yards and rushed for 72 as well. Um, so that was a pretty good game. Um, but, yeah, man, uh, we, we definitely going to get the ball rolling here as the weeks go on. So you look around the state, <clears throat> we talked about some mid-pin, and we're here in Harrisburg. We talked about some mid-pin teams, mm-hmm. Nebby, but you look around the state, and I'll tell you, man, one that really jumped off the page to me, because you usually don't see it happen to him like this, but Roman Catholic um, went to Wilson mm-hmm. and just he took the 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 the, uh, the Bulldogs out back mm-hmm. and and just spanked them forty six fifteen, you know. And uh, I mean, they're coming to town next week to play Trinity, you know, the Shamrocks here in Camp Hill, mm-hmm. um, and they're going to play Seabrook Park. This team is loaded, Nebby, and, um, man, they showed it. You know, Tassir Denmark, you know, he, he's maybe the top receiver, probably is the top receiver in the mm-hmm. state for the 2024 class. Mm-hmm. Jamil Lyons had a big game on defense. He's the Penn State commit defensive lineman, Nebby. Um, uh, the Howe kid, uh, he ran for uh, over 160 yards, a couple touchdowns. Jameer Robertson is a kid they've been – He's not the biggest kid in the world. They've been hounding him for a while. He went for like a buck eighty. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Nevy, Jordan Montgomery, he's a linebacker on you know, big college offers. Um, Austin House Ramsey up front, you know, he's six seven, three sixty. Mm-hmm. He's a Kentucky commit. Jason Patterson at linebacker. Uh, he's a college prospect. Um, there are kids that I'm probably not even like I know there are kids that I'm not even at. Khalil Stewart, he's an offensive tackle for them young kid who's got a um Penn State mm-hmm. on. Uh, absolutely loaded. They had some guys last year, and uh, we looked at them, and they struggled a little bit last year, but they play really good teams. 
and uh, man, opening up against Wilson and just spanking them like that. Uh, that's uh, that's putting everybody on notice, I think. No, nah, absolutely. Um, like you mentioned, Tysir Denmark and Jamil Lyons are both two people we've had on this podcast, exceptional football players. Um, Jamil is the more recent uh, Penn State commit. But you know, Brian, um, I don't mean to backtrack a little bit. One person I forgot to mention, um, it was a game that we actually didn't cover with Penn Live, was Jaheim White. And Jaheim White was balling in the uh, William Penn York and Woodland Hills game. And I caught the tail end of that game because that was the game prior to the Emotep McDevitt game. Uh, William Penn ended up losing by two points. But that game was, it came down to the wire. And Jaheim scored one with three minutes left in the game to put uh, his his team back on the radar. So I think it's going to be exciting to watch him throughout the, the season as well. He's closing in on being uh, York's all-time yardage uh, leader. He uh, They call him Florida because mm-hmm. he's originally from down there in the Miami area. Um, and Miami, you know, down down in that South Florida area, Miami, uh, if you ever go down there and you just look at the list of running backs that's come out of that area, it might be the, the, the best place in the country as far as producing uh, explosive athletes like that and running backs. And, and here he is. And he's a West Virginia commit. So he's a guy, if you got a free Friday night, you know, you check out the Bearcats play. And, and they lost to William, Woodland Hills, and that's a good Woodland Hills team. But they did they did uh, rally and, and make a really good game out of that at the end. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but um, so, yeah, he's a great player to watch, and he did have a great performance. But Friday night, Seabrook Park, mm-hmm. you know, people here in, in, in Harrisburg – you know, hey, look, Trinity, man, look, they got Messiah Mickens at running back. He had a SEC offer from Texas A&M mm-hmm. that he, before he played a varsity down. Um, and then he went out Friday night, his first varsity game against DeLong Catholic. He scored two touchdowns. He looked really good. You know, I, I, when we run out of the game, I watched the highlights, saw this kid, you know, he, he's running over dudes and trucking them and, they got Wyatt Cooper tight end, who's a Stony Brook commit. He's another big athletic guy who can run a little bit. I don't think he's really hit what he can be as a player yet. This may be a season where he really sort of has a breakout. Uh, he didn't really have big numbers for folks who don't know him. Like I said, this could be the year for him. And then, you know, they got like Trey Wind, um, probably saying his name wrong, and he's from here, so I shouldn't be saying his I name I think you wrong. got it right. I, I butcher guys' names, and then Max Schlager. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's a really good player, too, and has been for them for a couple years. Uh, Trinity has some guys, but this is going to be tough for them. Absolutely. I mean, and I talked to Jordan Hill before the season. He knew that. You know, he kind of wanted these tests because this is a young team. Trinity's one of the teams, Nebby, they haven't been very good the last, you know, pretty much since I've been here. I've been here about seven years in Pennsylvania. The Shamrocks haven't been very good, but Jordan Hill's come in. They have one of the better, I think, young classes of talent mm-hmm. in the mid pen and uh you know i think this is this game is probably booked with the idea that they're probably you know not that they're going to lay down but they're, they probably know that this is going to be tough on the win they're probably going to take one on the chin here and guess what they got to turn around and uh what two weeks and play wide mm-hmm. missing <laughs> okay so you're gonna get you're gonna get slugged in that one too but it's good tests it's good for these young guys to see where they need to get and Again, they're going to go in there and try to win it, but this Roman Catholic team, man, I'm going to tell you, if you can go to Wilson, even if it turns out to be a down year for Wilson, which they got Cameron mm-hmm. Jones who's going to Holy Cross, really explosive guy, and they got some players. If you can go into Wilson and just smack them around mm-hmm. like that, two running backs over 150 yards, 
it's going to be tough for the Shamrocks. Yeah, it's, it's going to be hard. But if you want to see some good players, you got guys on Trinity's sideline, you know, who could be really special, and you got a whole bunch of guys on Roman Catholic sideline who could be really special. So that should be a hot ticket Friday night at Seabrook Park here at Camp Hill. Um, Absolutely, Brian. And we, we've had a lot of great talk here on this podcast, but let's take a brief moment to shout out our sponsor, UPMC and Pinnacle Health. The UPMC sports medicine experts in Central PA are here to help keep you in the game and improve your quality of life, no matter your age or activity level. Visit UPMC.com slash Central PA Sports Med to learn more. Okay. UPMC. Great sponsor. Absolutely. Man. You know, I absolutely, you know, those guys, man, they make this happen. We, we, we talk about young guys and young athletes on this thing every single week, Nebby. Um, and, and it wouldn't be possible at UPMC. And even on the, on the, um, on the content side of our website, Nebby, uh, with a lot of our preseason all-star teams, our Pennsylvania player of the week mm-hmm. right now, that poll, Nebby, we opened it up on um, Sunday. Uh, we already have over, I think, 40,000 votes. And, you know, Renewal by Anderson sponsors that. They sponsor a lot of our postseason all-star teams. So we do have great sponsors that really help us shine a light on, on these top young athletes. But, you know, Nubby, let's get to a few more guys that sort of jumped off the page at me. I, th- I found interesting before we get into a, few, a little bit of other things. But, you know, I, Conlon Green, Nubby, mm-hmm. this is interesting. This is why I put Conlon Green. I wanted to mention this. I wanted to give him, you know, a little bit of pub here because – that guy is going to go to, uh, I believe he's a Temple commit, Conlon mm-hmm. is. And he's like a 6'4", 6'3", 6'4", 250-pound defensive end, okay? And for people who don't really know what I'm talking about, you can go find his film, his huddle film. Uh, he's ranked pretty high in our class of 2023 recruits for Penn Trafford. But he's the guy, he's the big guy they put in last year. He threw a jump pass against Imhotep uh, for a mm-hmm. touchdown. And then he had a sack at the end of the game to sort mm-hmm. of end it. Um, so he's, he's really good there. Penn Trafford's got this guy, you know, like I said, 6'3", 6'4", 250, playing quarterback this year. Unless, That's unreal. <laughs> I'm just reading things completely wrong. No, you're reading the right. Here. You know, and 23 of 30 pass. That's elite. 322 yards, three touchdowns. He ran for 42 yards. Big fella. Absolutely. Got the big fella. Chunking the pigskin around. He's every lineman's hero, um, you know. And uh, so, you know, that's worth watching. I think he's a really good player. You know, he's going to be a good college football player, good defensive lineman. But uh, that's fun whenever you see the big guys get a chance. And when you like mentioned that. it to me, Brian, that, that was an eyebrow raiser because I'm looking at it and then I'm looking the kid up and it's just like 250 pounds, 23 for 30. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's unheard of. I've never seen that. I mean, he – he might have cut a few, you know. He, he might be two twenty five, two thirty this season for to play a little QB. But yeah. you know, unless I'm seeing things, Colin Green's running QB for Penn Trafford. That's 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 awesome. One of the mention to Rodney Gallagher. You know, he's he's up there on everybody's board as one of the top twenty twenty three guys in the state. The West Virginia commit, super explosive. He only had six catches for seventeen yards. Friday. But how many touchdowns did he have? Uh, <laughs> Four of them went for touchdowns. <laughs> he also returned a fumble 15 yards for a touchdown. And uh, they, you know, Laura Highlands beat Uniontown uh, Union 50 to 6. Rodney's a guy, 
you know, again, if you guys get a chance to get out, you want to see a team play, a guy who might be in the league in a few years, has that type of explosiveness, he's a guy to check out. And then also wanted to um, just highlight, and I'm sure you, I'm sure you want to talk about Roddy too, but Deshaun, Deshaun Carter, he's a guy, he's a defensive end, South Allegheny. He's a Youngstown mm-hmm. State commit. You know, he was on our all-PA preseason team. He had 14 sacks last year. They let him run the rock a little bit this year too. You know, he's about 6'3", about 225 mm-hmm. maybe. And he had 141 yards, two touchdowns Friday night, 11 tackles, two sacks. Uh, 25-7 win. He, I mean, that's not coming off the field, and that's getting it done at a high level. So, just two guys statewide that I wanted to shout out and say, you know, one is sort of odd. Well, three guys mm-hmm. we mentioned here, but one's so really obvious in Rodney Gallagher. Deshaun Carter's another guy who I think, you know, necessarily fine under a lot of people's radars, but he's one of the better players. In the yeah, state absolutely. Team. I agree with you, Brian. And I was just going to, you know, before you went on to Deshaun, I was just going to say, I don't think I've ever heard of anyone, like you mentioned, having six passes, four touch, well, six receptions, four touchdowns, and only 17 yards. <laughs> That's different. So that means he got everything right there in the red zone. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. And and they put him away, I think, fairly early. So I'll tell you what, Nevi, we got the first bit of uh, high school football, you know, we mm-hmm. got it going. And, uh, Today on Penn Live, man, we dropped a list of mid-pin players playing at their next level. And I bet you there's 200 guys on there. I mean, it was probably, you know, somewhere between 150, 200 guys. And, and uh, we got some really good college players. Andre White Jr. is a great mm-hmm. guy. He's playing at Texas A&M. Uh, Zach Koontz, uh, who was at Penn State for a little mm-hmm. bit from Camp Hill. I mean, he's on the Mackey Award watch list. He had 73 catches for Old Dominion last year. Um, he's a red shirt junior. He, he might be in the NFL after this year. So, you know, there's a, there's a lot of guys from the state at the college level who are doing really well. Um, but NFL, man, we're getting ready to kick off with the league, man. And, um, you know, I just want to highlight again, you know, we do that all time PA team, Nebby, and we talked about that a little bit, how PA kind of matches up whatever any other state, but there's a really special class of NFL guys in the league right now. And, and, uh, you know, when you, when you start talking about PA guys, Aaron right. Donald, right? Mm-hmm. Ben Hill's guy, baddest man Agreed. on the planet, Eddie. That's all we got to say. He's just a bad man. I don't know. I tell you what, he was in a practice fight last week. Had two ham helmets in each hand and, you know, knocking guys around. <laughs> I, I don't want to see that guy oh, man. in any kind of fight. He's but, just a freak know. of nature. But, I mean, <laughs> Pittsburgh produces him, Brian. I mean, you got Darrell Revis from that same area, you know. Other, other active NFL guys, real quick, Tyler Boyd, you know, Claritin. He went to Super Bowl last year at the Bengals. He had a pretty good year. The Bengals are stacked to go on offense. They got him and T. Higgins and Jamar Chase. He's mm-hmm. super explosive. Um, so he's kind of probably the third option on that offense, but that's not a bad third option at all, to have, you know, to have it all. James Conner, you know, he's from Erie. He's with the Cardinals. He's their lead back. Still doing his thing. Tremendous story. He's a guy who beat Hodgson Foma um, and, and is inspiration so many. DJ Moore's an MOTEP receiver, you know, with Carolina. And, you know, he's their leading receiver a year ago. Has a chance to be really good again this year with Baker Mayfield coming in. Miles Sanders, one of my Eagles. Guy. You know, the Eagles. Everybody knows Miles Sanders. He could have a big year this year. DeAndre mm-hmm. Swift. I've been watching Hard Knocks, man. And and uh, I know he came in, you know, muscled up a little bit. And, and uh, you know, he's the St. Joseph Preps guy. And they have big expectations for him this year. Mm-hmm. Kyle Pitts. You know, freaking nature. 
uh, tight end from 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 Marsh Bishop Wood. Um, he's a guy picked Michael Parsons up, put him on his head. State title game, and not too many people can do that. But you know, he's with the, with the Falcons. Uh, his second year, come off a great rookie season, um, and one of the true mismatch type guys at tight end uh, in, in the league. Robbie Gold still out there kicking for the 49ers. You know, he's a Jersey Shore mm-hmm. guy, Nebby. Matt Ryan is 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 with the Colts. We can go mm-hmm. on and on. Jahan Dotson was just picked, uh, you know, first round pick mm-hmm. from Nazareth. Uh, Penn State, he's with the commanders. Big things expecting him locally. Noah Spence still hanging there. Brian, Noah Spence was a guy that was feared by everybody when I was in high school. Um, I was a freshman when he was a, a senior graduating. And Noah was just the best all-around football player I think I've seen. This is when he played – Bishop McDevitt played at the old McDevitt. So that rough grass field that had patches in it. It was him. It was a guy by the name Brock Dean. Nonetheless, their team was stacked. And Noah Spence went up to Ohio State, did his thing there for a little bit. But um, Noah is definitely the, the prototype, man. He's he's a dog at his defensive position. What You know, he struggled with injuries across mm-hmm. the past couple of years. And what speaks to his talent is, you know, he's mm-hmm. still hanging around. Um, and and uh, guys who who typically have the injury issues he has had. Uh, and, him, and, you know, this is not something that we're just speaking out of school about, you know, I spoke with his dad about this last year mm-hmm. before the Super Bowl. You know, they don't usually get as many shots as he does. Um, and, uh, you know, he's still on the roster right now. And, uh, and um, he, you know, he was on that practice squad last year and the Bengals played in the Super Bowl. Um, so, you know, he he might be, you know, it looks like he can make it again mm-hmm. this year with them. Um, Bryce Hall. Another guy, guy. Uh, with the Jets. Had a really good year last year for the Jets. Now, he just made some news for the wrong reason. In that their first round pick, Sauce Gardner, was named the uh, starter mm-hmm. over him. Uh, but Bryce mm-hmm. is a good player. So, and, and the Jets don't mm-hmm. have a lot of those. <laughs> um, so, so you know, we'll see how it goes for him. Um, and I, like I said, he, he had a really nice mm-hmm. season last year. So, and he's only in his, I think this will be his third year. So, it'll be interesting to watch that. Chase Edmonds, you know, you ever seen Chase Edmonds walking down the street? You. Probably wouldn't know, but he's an right. NFL player. Not right. a big guy. I just signed a two-year, I think it was reported about $12.5 million deal. Uh, it's got Drew Drew Rosenhaus as an agent mm-hmm. with the Dolphins. So lots of respect. You know, that Dolphins offense, man, with Jalen Waddell and, and mm-hmm. uh, Tyreek Hill. And, um, you know, uh, they, they got some weapons and they got some speed guys. And, you know, they brought Raheem Mostert in, who's a, a, a speedy back, too. Um, it has a chance to be exciting, and Chase can do a lot of things out of the backfield too. So he's a guy to watch and keep an eye on. But Micah Parsons, the headliner. Yeah, you know he was just voted by the players in the NFL Network as the, you know, they do that countdown of top mm-hmm. 100 players. He was 16th after one season, and this was a guy who, you know, I think back mm-hmm. to a year ago, um, you know, before the draft. And people tried to question Michael Parsons and stuff. And I always told people, like, you know, Michael Parsons was very open, say, sure, I was a knucklehead at mm-hmm. times growing up. Who wasn't? Um, but he was always very smart. I, thought, I felt like he was always a few mm-hmm. steps ahead of people um, covering him, Nubby. And you could see it. And then when you talked to him and got to know him, there's this type of loyal, loyalty right. to the kid. And, mm-hmm. and goodness to him is sort of rare. 
and in his ability, and when I say you, know, you can tell he's smart and a little bit ahead of things, you see that now how that sort of evolved in Dallas. Not only is this guy one of the best players in the NFL, you know, he's a defensive rookie of the year last year, 84, tack- 84 tackles, 13 sacks as a rookie, and they moved him all over the place. Um, he's sort of become a media darling out there because he's he's so personable, and uh, you know he's going to be on uh, Undisputed mm-hmm. on Tuesdays now with Skip, and I'm not a big Skip Bayless fan, but hey, he's going to be here with Skip. Um, they call him 11 from heaven. <laughs> And, uh, yeah. and Shannon, and uh, and I, you know, Nebby, you and I've had discussion. You probably heard me say it, man. But I think Micah Parsons, if he doesn't get hurt, he's going to be all-time player. But I think he has a chance to be Michael Strahan. Mm-hmm. Okay, and by that I mean, like, I think he has a chance to be hosting Good Morning America and stuff like that. And see that evolution of that man, you know, guy who just in one year ago. People were trying to question whether or not, you know, where he should mm-hmm. go in the first round. And I remember the Dallas, a Dallas beat writer um, reached out to me. And I said, look, I told him, I said, look, if I'm wrong about this one, I just got to quit mm-hmm. covering football because this is the greatest player. I've had. I've seen AJ Green at high school and Dalvin Cook and, and uh, man, Alshon there's a long Jeffrey. list of guys mm-hmm. maybe who played the league, you know, Alshon Jeffrey um, from, from South Carolina. To, to Florida when I was in Daytona Beach and, and would go down and to the Miami Central games and stuff. And I, I've seen a ton of great players. Taquan Bowers, who was a Nagurski winner, you know, I had a great relationship with him, covered him a lot in high school. I said, look, this guy's this guy's just different, you know. Uh, he's a once-in-a-lifetime player and, uh, you know, not a homer, but I'm glad it's working out the way it is because I'd have to retire him. <laughs> I had to do something else if yeah. I missed on this guy because I was just so sure that he he, he was mm-hmm. what he has been. And I know you're a Harrisburg guy, and uh, we'll talk a little bit here more about what Mike has done in training camp, what the expectation is from him. But, again, I don't think people understand. You know, he's from Jefferson Street, okay? I'm not from Harrisburg. He carried me to Jefferson Street. And he was very, you know, he said, look, we had rats coming through the walls when I was a kid. And, you know, he came, he lived in a not-so-great spot there. He loves that place, though. He loves the people there. And you know what? Maybe when he went there, right before the draft last year, he walked down the street. People were, were barbecuing. They would drop their stuff and come up and take photos with him. And um, people, I don't think, understand what it means to, to Harrisburg for this kid to be doing what he's doing. And, I mean, he's filling people's gas tanks up. He's mm-hmm. giving people pizzas. He's, he's last week, Nebby, he was giving, he gave 150 uh, sleep. He's a, he's a uh, sleep, uh, sleep, Tempur-Pedic, not Tempur-Pedic. Mm-hmm. He's a sleep number. Mm-hmm. He's a sleep number guy, I think. And he's got a um, sponsorship there. He gave 150 pill- pillows to patients, and, uh, people mm-hmm. staying at the Hope Lodge. Uh, you know, there's people battling cancer and stuff like that. Uh, I don't think people understand what it means for Harrisburg to, to have a guy doing what he's doing right now like this, you know, you're from Harrisburg. I mean, what do you, what do well, you see on that end? One, I, I've, I've seen Micah grow as a person and as a player over the years. Um, he, he was when we were kids, right. Cause I'm about two years older than he is. 
Micah and his older sister, Shatera, um, their father, Terrence Parsons, always made sure they were at all the parks and rec basketball games with us and football camps and so on and so forth. But he was always the goofiest, funniest, most outgoing person. But watching him transition from that senior year of high school football, going to Penn State, and then now where he's at with Dallas, you, you've seen a kid from Harrisburg, from uptown, right, transition into a mature young man who knows what his, his sense of purpose is in life and is undoubtedly um, reaching toward that goal of trying to be that public figure he wishes that he had, right? And so after speaking with like guys like LaShawn McCoy and LeVar Arrington at events here in Harrisburg, they mentioned to me how he often reaches out to them and asks them what ways he could contribute and give back to his community or ways that he could be the best player that he could potentially become in the NFL, right? And so you just see that constant hunger, but the, the, the humility at the same time. And, you know, he's a guy that comes back to his high school and speaks to the kids during football uh, workouts and you know, training camps and so on and so forth. And like you mentioned, Brian, I'm just excited to see what platforms he can reach because I, I feel like he still has pinnacles and heights that he hasn't even reached yet. It's exciting to see that as after a rookie, um, after his first year in the NFL, he's already ranked the 16th best overall guy in the NFL. That's just a testament to his character. It speaks volumes about his game. Um, but he's definitely someone who, when it's all said and done, can be like a Michael Strahan, like you said, can be like a Shannon Sharp, can be like Charles Barkley and Shaquille O'Neal and those guys on TNT speaking about the game that he passionately loves because he just has that that personality that makes you want to gravitate towards him. He's just a people's person. So Micah is definitely a great example for our youth here in the city of Harrisburg, and it's it's great always covering him. It's you know he gets good publicity more so than bad. So, so you already see, like, the future's so bright with the, with the career, but you can already see 10, 15 years down the road where this could go for him, and it could go into something really big. But let's talk about this year real quick. And, and if you're on Twitter, if you're on social, those those uh, beat writers for the Cowboys are really good. I mean, they're America's team, and they have a very, very savvy and, and veteran um, mm-hmm. media pool, talented media pool. Um, so follow them, but, you know, You've been able to sort of follow following those guys, maybe I've been able to sort of see, I mean, day to day with the practices and stuff and the video clips and you know, and and from what they're reporting, this right. guy's been unblockable. Okay, and you go back over the summer and you say, you know, quietly one of the things you wonder when Mike is doing things, and you know, I never really doubt Micah, you know, having covered him. And seeing that the guy can do just about anything he wants to do, um, but you know he was at a lot of events. He was at throwing out uh, uh, pitches at the Rangers games. He was WrestleMania. Uh, he was a like a special enforcer, almost like for Errol Spence uh, in the in the right. Errol Spence you guys fight. Um, he was there, and mm-hmm. Showtime was showing him. And, and uh, WrestleMania, like he said, he was invited there by mm-hmm. Randy Orton, and uh, and and you know he he was. Uh, you know, he definitely, he was out shooting off commercials for Madden. I mean, he, you know, he's one of the guys mm-hmm. for Madden 23. Um, he's in all their commercials. You know, he was out in Los Angeles doing that. So, you know, he saw that. And he said, oh, you know, all right. He's got a lot on his plate, managing all these new media responsibilities. And, and some mm-hmm. guys let that get in the way, right? Not Michael. This guy more explosive than ever in training camp and you know and, and what makes him so different so special 
how you get up to 16 is because the NFL guys see that stuff, man. You know, he was a linebacker. He came into the league as a linebacker, and he didn't rush the passer a lot at Penn State. Uh, but if you watched him in high school, mm-hmm. you knew what he could do. So they get a defensive end hurt early in the year last year, and they moved down to defensive end. He's one of the best defensive ends in the league, okay? He's one of the best linebackers in the league. The guy can go cover. He can do everything. He's a unicorn. He's different. Uh, he's maybe the fastest guy on the field for the Cowboys. Uh, maybe one of the fastest in the NFL. And uh, so he can just do everything. And then, you know, you look at this year, and like I said, this preseason, super explosive, almost unblockable. Uh, through training camp, you know, he said, Nebby, he said he wants to set a record. He's talking about getting, you know, 22 sacks. And, uh, you know, guys, look, a lot of times when Micah Parsons says something, he goes and does it. So, you know, we talked a lot about a lot of good Pennsylvania guys who are playing in the league. A lot of good high school players. Wasn't that long ago, Micah was playing at Harrisburg. And Nebby, uh, you know, you know, I, I don't want to jinx him, but I think this could be a really special year uh, for, for one of our PA guys. Definitely. Not only is it going to be a special year, but it's going to be a special career to watch. Um, Like you mentioned, he has a lot of bright things on the road ahead for him, and it's not just on the football field. It's just in life in general. So to see his transformation and how far he's come is, is just an honor to watch, man. I mean, I mean, you look at defense and you say, like, maybe the three best guys mm-hmm. in the league, maybe T.J. Watt, Aaron Donald. Absolutely. Michael Parsons and from two PA. of them. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. two of them are from PA right there. So gonna be a fun season. We named a lot of guys there that look for in the league. Uh, obviously, we're stacked with college guys. And we'll be back next week, Nebby. I think we got a podcast talking about a little bit about everything here. And um, week, week two, two of the up. football season is coming up. Make sure you all. T- yeah, you all tune in to PennLive.com. Continue to subscribe for all of our exclusive content and come here each week and listen to the best high school football podcast there is in America. Thank you, folks. I'll see you next week. UPMC sports medicine experts in Central PA are here to help keep you in the game and improve your quality of life, no matter your age or activity level. Visit upmc.com slash centralpasportsmed to learn more.